0: Welcome to this episode of GBX Rant on India's loss to England courtesy baseball. You know, before this final test match began I had written down in my tweet two scenarios Number one, England win the toss bowl Team India out for less than 250. England scores more than 320. Team India all out for less than 300. And finally England win by seven wickets. By in the end result being England draw the series. Option two, I had said if what if India win the toss, they bowl first. England all out less than 350. Team India score less than 250, concede a lead. England scores greater than 250 in second innings and Team India all out less than 200. England draw the series. Both of these scenarios, and you might think that this is depressing, this is negative, this is being super cynical, but for those who follow Indian cricket closely over the years, they will know that this is a pattern. It is okay to fail as a one-off exception However, when it becomes a recurring pattern, that's when you know that there's something wrong right in the middle. It's wrong in the way the team is carrying non-performers. It's wrong in a way where the team is choking while trying to win big matches or crunch matches. And what's more appalling is despite knowing all of this, nothing is being done about it or if it is it's not evident whatever is being done behind the scenes it's not being very evident it's almost become very predictable as to what will happen so when i was seeing the pie chart and india was leading seven sessions as against two for england up until day three i was saying heart of hearts this means nothing it means jack shit. why because the crunch days are the third innings right or the third day or the fourth day is the crunch crunch part how do we perform on the fourth day or the third innings you know first innings we batted we almost succumbed but heroics build us out and then in the second innings when we could have completely battered England out of the game out of contention out of baseball statistics we just left the door open and let them in if you had watched closely you will know the difference between the intensity of day three and day four was unbelievable it, it is poking in my eye there was a body language which was low People were just meandering on the field. There was no sense of urgency. There was no intent. None of the aggression that we saw up until day one, two, three was evident on day four. The question is why? What's changed? Did England suddenly up the ante? Did the pitch become so benign that you couldn't get the batsman out? Well, the other team got all the 10 wickets, did they? so then if it was benign for you it would have been benign for them as well so there isn't any argument that holds true other than the fact that team india just let their guards down now this is the what that you will hear in post-match conference this is the what that you will hear in pressers and all those things nobody is trying to understand the why why the hell is it happening we understood you batted badly, you dropped catches, you bowled wayward, you panicked and you set the field wide open and you actually bought into baseball bullshit. Question is why you have been batting belligerently or you've had outright hitters in the name of Virenda Sehwag who probably was or even if you go back further, Krish Srikant used to bat very freely. And yes, Test Cricket on those times were different, but there was never a dearth of players right through the ages, 90s, 2000s or 2010 onwards, where we had aggressive batsmen. So why are we suddenly overawed by baseball theory right now? It's like people are treating it as two T20 games. When India folded at 378, I thought, going ballistic about it that it has never happened in the history of test matches well you have to factor in the time at the time when this was happening there were still 70 overs remaining in day four and about 84 odd overs or 80 odd overs in day five so are you trying to tell me that a team has 150 overs to spare and they don't chase 350 why wouldn't they would you not did you not in Australia admitted the numbers were a little lesser but you still went after it Like right? in your mind you turned the test into a one-day experience or if you want to go even more super aggressive thought about it like a T20 match or two T20 matches in one T20 you score close to 180 on an average two T20 matches you score 360. So it wasn't going to be out of reach even if India had scored past 400-430 as a lead and that's where the failure of not just the captain but failure of the entire think tank crops up that's what the irritation is all about we know this as non-cricketers as laymen as regular people why do the people who are playing the sport not get this why don't They get simple things that they had to bat out of their skins given the fact that post 30th over the ball was going to go soft and they would have to negotiate 50 overs of a soft ball and a benign pitch which would be the easiest to bat on at a time when England knew, knew that the weather is going to be just fine, it wouldn't be overcast, no rain was forecast. So if all these factors were known to the Indian think tank why did you not anchor down on day 4 and play out the whole day even push it to the first hour or so of day 5 and then gone hammer and tongs like you did the previous time hell for 60 overs that's all you needed 60 overs of hell. And so why would you not replicate a template that worked for you so well in the past? And I wouldn't go as far as saying that there is something wrong. I would reserve my comments and judgments. When I say something wrong, I mean something wrong outside the game. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say that, but the only other explanation to be honest is that I would downright stupid to not read the game. That's the other explanation, right? You, you get both sides of the spectrum. On one hand, you are very certain and sure that clearly there is no hanky-panky going on. But on the other hand, you've got to be out of your mind to play such mindless cricket. Clearly, you have the talent. If that was absent, then the story would be very different over the last five, seven years. So we rule that out, but you do have talent. You do have ability. Then where is the problem? Let's go through the lineup real quick. Shubman Gill continuously poking outside the off stump being the opener is not a great sign. You have Mayankar Agarwal and Prithvi Shaw. I don't know why he's not in the team or not even in the reckoning in the team, I have no idea. But there are surely other people who are very keen to take the opener slot. Potential alone or one-off game where you scored 90 odd, is not enough insurance for you to continue to open the innings. So clearly KL Rahul is going to replace you. Chiteshwar Pujara, you know, for all the resilience and the hard work and the doggedness and everything, somewhere we need to see those big hundreds. Where is that 150? Where is that 170 score? Where is it when you need them? No point in scoring tons of runs and truckloads of runs in a county match. Which nobody cares. Hanuma Vihari. In and out, in and out, on, off, living on past laurels. Even in the last Sydney test, people weren't sure whether you should be in the game. But you here you are in the middle of a big opportunity. And you just are not up to scratch. Virat Kohli. I have no idea how long the player Virat Kohli will continue to be tolerated for non-performance in the team there i said it listen there is no doubt that you are a great player mind you i'm using the word are and not were you are a great player no two ways about it your captaincy was circumspect that that's a conversation for a separate day but as a player there was never a doubt that you had or you have great ability but the reality is you're struggling Despite all the histrionics and all the anger and frustration that you show on field, which is quite uncalled for, if you've been given out, you should walk. But the think tank has to step up and say, look mate, you tried for two years, two and a half years, umpteen number of innings, give yourself a break, go back to domestic cricket, play the swinging ball, Play outside the off stump. Get your confidence going. Get your mojo going. Find it. And if you don't, well, if you can leave Ajinkya Rahane out uh, after the Australian series, then yeah, you can leave Virat Kohli out as well. And there's nothing personal against him. Nothing comes greater than the country winning. It's as simple as that. So if he needs to be dropped for at least the next five or six tests or 10 tests, then that's what it is. Rishabh Panth great histrionics whatever people say of your ability and stuff one century and then 20 in consecutive inconsequential matches is not the sign of a potential future leader it is about consistently doing stuff and yes you are the way you play and the, uh, the way that you got out on day four is appalling it's just appalling just through as if you didn't care I mean, like, seriously? Did you really think that India was in such a comfortable position? And if you did think that, then I doubt your cricketing ability. Your ability to think about that or your match awareness. And in the past, you have recklessly thrown your wicket away. And so, is that the maturity that Team India is looking forward as a future potential leader? I don't think so. Shreyas so I hear you can look pretty boy all the time, but it's time to look ugly on the field. You have to dig in and get going. Somewhere the grit has to come in and stop fearing the short ball. Yes, you will get hit, break a jaw, bleed through the nose, doesn't matter. Get hit, get over it and then learn to play. There have just been too many innings where nothing really has happened and you just continue to show up as if you know you're entitled to that position that's the body language you emit look guys whatever that you say or think is not coming through to the public or on the screen and you can't just ignore it you can't just say well i don't care what the public thinks well you've got to think it because it's our money that pays you the salary May not be directly but it's our subscriptions our ticket sales our, our all the subscription channels that we pay for that money goes into the advertisements that money goes into the bcci that pays you the salary so make no mistake that you can't just say well i don't care about all the noise you got to care and you got to listen and deal with it that's why you've got the position ravindra jadeja you are the only same player at least in this test i didn't see anything of, as a drop of intensity i didn't see any drop of hunger i didn't see any drop on the aggression albeit i can say it was a little more quieter aggression from you and so keep doing the good stuff that you do Thakur. honestly i've never estimated your cricketing abilities Beyond a fluke. Yeah, one can argue that you've been lucky multiple times, and so it's not luck. Then there must be something to it. But somehow, and I have no scientific evidence or mathematical or statistical evidence to back this up. It will take a little more time for me to believe that you are genuine talent and will have a place and you belong in the national squad at this point i don't think you belong in the national squad you bowl half trackers at 130 plus or thereabouts which is not something and most of the wickets that have come to you have because the batsman went after you they just keep chasing and so they get out right so that's not unbelievable skill and with batting yeah one off innings here and there but you've rarely shown the ability to finish an in innings so i don't know why you warrant a place in the team. Shami can't complain for the heart that you bowl, but it takes time for you to switch on, doesn't it? It just takes time for you to switch on and get going. It's like, I remember this conversation that I heard from the Australian dressing room somewhere that switch on from ball one. You know, Josh Josh Hazelwood, switch on from ball one. That's something I would want to see as an improvement when you get started. You're already warmed up, you're ready to go, you're right on the money. And sometimes I think you've got to remind yourself that you are good enough a bowler to bowl Yorkers. It's not just just Bumrah's responsibility, you could do it as well. That brings me to Mr. Bumrah. I clearly don't think you're captaincy material by any stretch of imagination and so I was appalled to see how you were given that role. You have not displayed anything in the past to show leadership ability or quality. Tactically placing fielders here and there is not what captaincy is all about. It's about people management. And so Team India got this wrong. That doesn't take away from the fact that you are a good bowler. And it also doesn't take away from the fact that you've gone off the boil, at least for the last two years or so. The heightened sharpness that we saw in the 2018-2019 Uh, the last Australian uh, series or the series just before that is clearly missing. It could be fatigue, it could be over-expectation, it could be complacency, I don't know. Somewhere the sharpness is missing. It, It is there in small bursts, three overs, four overs, but the edginess that there was there in your bowling, which was constant aggression, where people didn't know what to expect, is on its way down. And somewhere before it hits a place where people are easily picking you off for boundaries and runs, somewhere you got to do some retrospective thinking or introspection to fix that or bring back that mojo. Siraj, you've got to pick up pace. Great energy, great enthusiasm, everything is fine. 139, 140, you need that extra yard of pace, maybe 144, 145 with your level of energy. Awesome. Whatever little that you guys have done is batting, giving that extra 10 runs, 20 runs, you know, taking, sorry, extra 10 runs, 20 runs towards the end of the innings, that is very commendable. And that goes for Shami and goes for Bumrah and everyone else. So all in all, if you see as an outsider who clearly doesn't have insights into what's going on in the team, this is the impression that you're getting. And I don't claim to say that this is a general opinion for everyone, but for folks who follow Indian cricket from a very objective cricketing point of view, I know of a lot of people who would concur with this assessment or analysis. Now you can come out all guns firing and say, "Look, that was an aberration," but this aberration has been happening so many times now that it's become a pattern. So clearly, it's not an aberration. Logic that will fo- that will flow. So what is the real truth, if nothing else? Go on a social media platform, go on an interview and let us know the real deal. What is the truth? Is there some problem between the players, between the management? Do you not like Rahul Dravid as a coach? Do you want Shastri back? I don't know. What is it you want? I'm completely clueless as to why a talented bunch of cricketers who have a lot of ability fail to deliver when it matters. I mean, how many more English series do you need to understand to leave the ball alone? How many more times that you need to lose a series in England to learn to play outside the off stump carefully? Or is it that you are not listening? Is it that you think too much of your ability and do not respect the conditions? People expect you to win big matches, big moments, crunch matches, not just back at home, but on all conditions. And that is when you can stake a claim as world champions, notwithstanding the WTC points table. If you are a champion, you play like a dominant champion like the West Indies did in the 80s or the Australians did in the 90s and early 2000s. They were not just marginally ahead, they were miles ahead from the next best team of those times. And so if you aim to be that in the next five years or 10 years time, consistently then you have to play cricket which is a class apart on all conditions where you do not give a sniff a whiff of opportunity to the opposition that's when you know that you are the best of the best (sighs) end of rant